It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Breakfast on SEN. Oh, bringing in the big guns this morning. Out goes Tony Clark, one of the most powerful people in sport. In comes our next guest who has been good enough to answer our phone after standing us up yesterday. He is the better looking corns. His name is Graham. Dad, thanks for your time. <laughs> better looking corns. I'm not <laughs> sure about that. <laughs> Where were you yesterday? Right? You stood at you st- Phil. I was excited. Oh, I told no. Phil. I said, you got a good story for us. And you didn't answer. Yeah, I know. I, I took the dogs for a walk and left my phone home. So, and then completely forgot about it. Um, <laughs> Maybe it's oh, maybe it's a sign of advancing age. I don't know. No, but, I don't think so. I think you've been but pretty... had, but I haven't. It hasn't left my side this morning. <laughs> I had texts coming through. Is he all right? Is something something happened? But um, anyway, we're, we're discussing Tony Modra the other day because yeah. I saw him at the okay. gym, and I said to to Sammy, who I was working with, "There's some people that I still get starstruck by, and he is one of them." And you coached him at the height of his fame. And I wanted to get you on to discuss that. What, what was it like managing the circus that was around Tony Modger in the early 90s? Well, he was really good. I mean, he, he, um, there was a lot of you know, myth about him, maybe because he was such a big deal. People thought maybe he was a little bit big-headed, but he, was, he wasn't. He, just a, he was a really good guy. Um, he wasn't... A, he wasn't a, a footballer who, you know, studied the game and, and was ambitious from an early age, like uh, kids who go through uh, special squads and like. He's just a natural footballer, so he, he didn't he didn't always apply himself with the same discipline or energy as some of the other guys, but because he it all came so easily to him. But I loved coaching him. He was he was he was a great lad, a good personality. Very, very charismatic, as you can see. But without trying to be, it was a natural charisma. There was nothing forced about him. But um, he was really big. There was no doubt about it. I, I didn't. Well, I didn't actually say it. I was about to say it here in Adelaide at the time in that 1993. He was bigger than Bradman. Now that's the biggest sporting name we've had in this country. But he, for that, for those, for that year here in Adelaide, he was bigger than Bradman. No and you stand by that. I, well, for, for that year, bear in mind, Donald Bradman was about 80, I'd buy <laughs> Oh, I said, yeah. So not, not at the height of Bradman, but at the same time. No, no. at that time, it, there was no bigger sporting star in Adelaide than Tony Modra. And it sort of reached across to Victoria, though. But they were, they were, they were a little bit um, bemused by it, all the Victorians, but... Um, oh, he was just a spectacular player. Yeah, but and, it didn't, good, it didn't come without his challenges though did it like he he yeah. he had some motivation issues tell us about the time he nearly quit 
Well, that was you know, when you look back on it, it's quite funny because at the end of 1993, he was so big. He didn't really have a manager. And Bruce Lindner, you know, the Prez, played for Geelong, mm. Pros, West Adelaide, you know, larger-than-life figure, confident. He said, look, I'll, I'll take on the management role of Tony Modric. Now, fair enough. Okay, so there, it was before our first game, the week before our first game against Carlton in 1994, and Bruce Linder took him to lunch to discuss, to discuss this impending manager's role he was going to have. And lunch became, you know, one drink after the other. And, uh, and Mods missed training. It was Wednesday. It was a training night. So he missed training and we hadn't heard from him. So we couldn't contact him the next day. So Bill Sanders, the general manager, and I said, well, we, we knew where he lived on the beach down at Tennyson. So we rocked around, knocked on the door, no answer. And then we went around the front, knocked on the window, and there he was. He dragged. He was. He was watching TV. So finally, he let us in, and he was a bit, oh, you know, a bit sheepish because he was training and, you know, had an extended lunch. And he, and he, he was. He said, "Look, I'm, I'm completely over it. I'm quitting. I do not want to play this game anymore. I don't need to go through this. He, he just the the pressure had really got to him. And I said, "Look, don't quit yet." <laughs> so just. Come to training, just come to train, have a, have a massage, speak to the doctor. Uh, the next night, it was a Friday night, which our last training session, let's just, just have a, an easy run um, and see how you feel. So we got him up to play. He, he definitely was going to quit, but he came to training, did the light run on the Friday night. We played Carlton, he stood Steve, or Stephen Silvani stood him, full back of the century. And he kicked 13 goals. Now, <laughs> if that's if that's an ideal preparation, <laughs> but and then he, um, he he never quite we never quite reached the heights of, of 1993. But uh, and then when Blighty came, I don't know he did his knee unfortunately in the, in the prelim final of the premiership year. And then uh, after that disastrous first finals game in 1980. In 1996, um, well, he dropped him, and, he, and then they transferred him out to Fremantle. But he had a good, he was good at Fremantle. But mm. he's he's an ambassador of the club. Everybody loves him. He's still got that great smile and that great manner about him. One of my favourite all-time players, without any shadow of a doubt. Yeah, it's funny, Graham. Obviously, like being around the Crows for the early part of my career, he always had that, didn't he? I remember seeing him one day I was at the Alma. And there was this like pack of like 20 people around one person in the corner of the pub. It was just Tony Modra just standing there. And it was about everyone from the age of probably, oh, this is 2010-ish, from 15 to 65. It was the most eclectic group of people that everyone just adored him. A bit like your char- charisma. Oh, <laughs> exactly. Oh, I think I've got about no, as much as his toe. And still today, I mean, he's, he's naturally shy. He went... Um, it's amazing that he he, he does uh, corporate work for the for the crows. He's an ambassador for the crows, but he's still still incredibly shy. So mm. the strange thing is, when I was a kid, we lived in Ronello, We had a, a school bus, had to take it to school because our school was quite a distance away. His dad, um, Doug, was one of the bus drivers. He was a very good player football. He played on the wing for Port Nalunga, which is Ryan Fitzgerald's old team, but. Um, so there's a connection that goes way back, but oh, well, you get the impression and know how much I really admire him, and how, yeah. how much of a favourite he was. 
So he's gonna he's gonna quit on the Thursday morning. He comes out on the Sunday yeah. and kicks thirteen on sauce. It's it's, an, it's amazing what he could do. Um, <laughs> was do you have a favourite one of his of his marks? I mean, if you just go and look at his, his YouTube, it's amazing. Absolutely. Which was your favourite? Uh, well, there were 1993. We sort of worked out we could make the finals, but we had to win most of our home games. It came down to the last you know, home game against Collingwood at Footy Park. It was the final six in those days, and it was our yeah, third year. And we just, we were just, we just had to make the finals. It was there was no no other option. So it was always going to come down to that game. We're about four or five goals down at um, halfway through the second quarter. Ball was kicked to the. Southern end, and he takes this enormous mark over Gary Perth, I think it was, um, and then goes back and kicks the goal, and then bang, 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 and just set us on. I mean, there's so many. I mean, everyone says the mark against North Melbourne at Footy Park at the Southern end, but that mark in that um, last game of the year in 1993 was. And then, and then we went on and and we won our first game, final against um, against Hawthorne. <laughs> before the disaster a couple of weeks later mm. against uh, Essendon. Mm. Yeah, but uh, the, the, there's lots of them. He, he, he makes a good highlight reel. And there's other guys too make good, <clears throat> excuse me, good highlight reels, but his would be great. His would be great. Yeah. yeah. And b- before we let you go, who's, well, he's one, like in terms of fame of a footballer to play in this day. Is bets too, like did, did bets come close to the Mondra? Hype at the, at the peak of of his powers. Yeah, nobody ever came close. But okay. Eddie Betts was next. But in terms, of, I've just talked about highlight reels. Eddie Eddie Betts is up. Mod is up there. Eddie Betts is up there. Yeah. Brett Burton's up there. Then you go back historically. Guys like uh, Peter Knights, Warwick Happer, Jeremy Howe, one of the current day players. I mean, but. I think of the two Crows players who are talking highlight reels and popularity. Mm. Mods, mods, head and shoulders above everyone else, but Eddie Betts is, is up there. All right, we discussed that as well the other day. If you just had to condense a career into a three-minute highlight reel, who would have the best? Um, is your tooth okay? You went to the dentist yesterday. We're all, all sorted. Well, it's very traumatic <laughs> to, to, when you go to the dentist. It was it quite an ordeal, but no, it... Um, the crown fell off, so they're trying to put it back on. But, but uh, I'm okay. I'll be, I'll, I'll, right. You know, soldier on. You know, I'm it was, worth, bigger, it was worth the wait. I've been wanting to get you for three days. You had to clear it with your other employer. We didn't answer our yep. calls yet. It was absolutely <laughs> worth the wait. Hey, we'll catch up soon. Thanks for thanks for joining us. No, thanks, boys. Thanks for having me. Tony Bye. Modra, uh, what a uh, oh, he's the one for me. Phil, it's still. Um, Makes me a little bit nervous when you, when you see him. We had a good discussion on this yesterday, and uh, you would have had a, a fair bit to do with him over the journey. Yeah, he, he always had that aura, didn't he? I actually thought that was a great lesson that if you're in trouble, threaten to quit if you're good. Before you know a light session, you're playing, you're kicking 13. So that's a little little bit of a trick for any of those young players that are pretty good. You've had a bad day, just I say you're going to quit. Thought- yeah, I always thought Dad was like a really hard old school sort of coach, like back in the olden days. He's just gone around to Mods' house and said, oh, don't worry about it. Just come for a massage and we'll still play you. Don't worry about missing training. But so the mystique of that old school hard edge coach is, is now gone in my mind. Uh, we'll be back. Big day coming up on SEN. It's a big weekend, actually. Tomorrow's going to be huge. Gary and Tim back with you from six, celebrating 20 years and the Toyota Caller of the Year is back starting the week of Jan 29. It's your chance to win a 2024 Toyota Hilux GR Sport. 
All thanks to a Toyota, there's Hilux stock available now. Just contact your local Toyota dealer today.